welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. My name is Peg. I'm a gratefully recovering sexaholic. And I feel honored to be on this uh, chat today with all these people from all over the world. I think that's one of the best things about SA, that we are in so many different countries. I'm grateful for that. And what I'd like to talk about first today is surrender. And the first thing I have to surrender is I'm nervous about talking for 25 minutes. Now, my sponsee says that she thinks I can talk 25 minutes with no problem. So so we'll go with that. Okay. Um, How I I surrender is I um, stop and I give my whatever, if it's my lust, for example, I give it to God and I say a quiet prayer to myself or if I'm in private, I can say it aloud. Um, I believe that surrender is the watchword of the program. And I love the reading in the white book about change of heart on page 80 and 81 that talks about surrender. And when I first came into the program, I didn't want anything to do with surrender. I used to make fun of it. But now I know that surrender is one of the things that saved my life. And I surrender my lust every day, every morning on my knees. And I thank him at night that he kept me sober today. And I feel like I never can take that for granted. That's something I have to do every day. And I also um, know that surrender has led me to find a higher power higher power who loves me and who cares about me, even on days when I'm grumpy or nervous. I had a tough start today. I had some stuff happen. And I I talked to some people and surrendered it, and I'm in a better place now. But it was the last couple of days have been crazy. Yesterday started with my car not working. The battery was dead. And I was supposed to be at work. and various other things, but I surrendered it and I made it, made it to work. My mechanic was able to get me in yesterday. So I'm grateful for that. And I um, want to say that every time I talk to anyone in a group, I think about if this can help one person, then it's worth it. Just one person. If, they, if I can say something that helps one person. And I, uh, when do I surrender? I surrender when something's stressing me out. And this morning was stressing me out. Um, I had an incident where my, I couldn't find my garage door opener. (laughs) My car was in the garage. So um, I ended up finding a key that I could get in the garage. So it worked out all right for the minute. And I'm grateful for that. But I thought, oh. I'm getting spiritual attack here. And I 
we'll keep praying that I work through that. I talk through that. Um, I hope I'm not talking too loud because I tend to have a loud voice. I'm okay. Okay. All right. Good. Um, I've learned that I have to surrender. Um, well, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to qualify a little bit more just to get it right with my surrender. I've um, been sober, but not well, since March 17th of 93. And I'm powerless over lust, wanting to be lusted after. My forms of acting out were fantasy, which led to masturbation, fornication, adultery, homosexual experience when I was a teenager, lusting after teenage boys on my caseload. And I'm a survivor of sexual abuse. And I had to surrender the fear of saying all those things. I used to, first couple, I would say the first couple months I was in meetings, all I would say was my name. That's the most I could get out. I was so uh, frightened about being there and having to admit things that I had never said to anyone else before. And, uh, but I surrendered the fear with help of my sponsor at the time and I started qualifying. And um, I also had to surrender a lot of fear about talking in meetings. I didn't like talking in meetings. But I've discovered that if I surrender the fear, it helps me to stay sober to talk, to admit that there's some things going on that I need to surrender. And today I need to surrender um, also the fact that um, I went to the grocery store today and this is the day before Thanksgiving here in the States and it can be crazy. And I had to surrender that. There were some <laughs> couple crazy things that happened, but I had to surrender them. And um, surrender helps me in all areas of my life. I can't um, name one that it doesn't help me with. Um, I have to surrender every day um, my right to want to control other people. I can't control anybody but myself. And I, when that comes up, I have to surrender it right away because that's not a good place to be. And I. Um, I'm very grateful for um, surrender being taught to me because I didn't believe I needed it at the beginning. I thought if they could just tell me how to stop lusting, I would be fine. I was only going to go to six meetings and then I was going to be cured. Well, that doesn't happen. Many years later, and I'm grateful for all the years that I've been sober. I don't take that for granted either. I think anybody is a, is a minute away from a relapse. Like it could happen to anybody. So I, I surrender the, the fear I have about relapsing. I work my program. I work the steps. I go to my meetings. I journal. I pray. Make phone calls. That was the thing that I had to surrender a fear about at the beginning. I didn't like making phone calls. But I've gotten to the point now where I make phone calls when I need to make phone calls. And uh, Am I good? All right. Okay. The second area I want to talk about is acceptance. And when I think about acceptance, the first thing I think about is the serenity prayer and um, accept the things I cannot change, which is everyone else. I can't change them. I can work on changing me. That's it. And um, 
I am a cat mama. I have five cats and I really learn a lot about acceptance from trying to deal with them. Sometimes they'll cooperate with what I want them to do and sometimes they won't. So I have to pray about that. Um, one of the things on acceptance that's been real helpful to me over the years is the acceptance reading in the white book. And it depends what edition you have, what page it's on, but it's Dr. Alcoholic Addict. And um, when I had problems with the boss, I had a real difficult boss at one time. And my sponsor had me read that reading in my car before I went inside. And that was real helpful. The boss didn't have a personality change, but my attitude changed. I was able to uh, keep doing my job. Um, when I have a hard time accepting things, I've discovered that that means that I'm frustrated. Sometimes it means a resentment is about to come to the surface. And I have to accept the fact I've got to surrender it. And I've got to surrender it the sooner the better. Um, I had an incident last night. I'm a home health aide. I had an incident last night at work where a coworker got real hyper and I just, I didn't say anything. I just sat there and let her get vent what she needed to vent. And then I thought, this is about her. I have to accept this is where she was at at that moment. And then I kept working my shift. She left, kept working my shift. And I have to uh, surrender that sometimes my uh, patients that I have, sometimes they cooperate, sometimes they don't. And I have to pray about that because I can't change them either. And I don't know how I feel if somebody was coming in trying to help me. I may, I hope I would cooperate, but you don't know sometimes till you're in the situation. Um, I try to accept all people as being children of God, precious children of God. And I also try to accept the fact that we are unique, that um, every one of us, in my opinion, is a masterpiece of God. And, um, and we have good days and we have bad days. But we have to accept the fact that if we're charging the road of happy destiny, that, that, that this is a roller coaster ride. There's going to be days that things are going good. And there's going to be days that there's struggle. So that I have to accept that too, that every day isn't going to go my way. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. I don't have anything else to say about um, I accept the fact that when I work with my sponsees, that um, sometimes they're going to accept my suggestions and sometimes they're not. And I can't, can't control that. That's just something I have to accept as part of being a sponsor. And I don't always do what my sponsor asks me to do. So I'm being rigorously honest about that. Sometimes I don't do it. But eventually, I usually do. Sometimes I don't do it at the moment we're talking about it, but I eventually do it. And I feel that it's real helpful to um, realize that uh, I have to accept myself too, as I am, as I'm a precious child of God. I um, try to in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth, I try to say that to myself that I'm a precious child of God. I accept 
the fact that affirmations help me. I've learned that over the years. I uh, didn't like doing that at first, but I learned it over the years that if I accept the fact that I am a precious child of God and everyone else's too, that my day goes a lot better. And um, I have to accept that um, when I'm driving, traffic's not always going to go my way. Today on my way over to Catherine's, I got behind a bus. And buses make a lot of stops. And I was like, oh, geez, this isn't good. <laughs> so, um, and I have to accept that um, I, I want to stay sober. I have to accept the fact that that's part of my, my uh, opinion of things. I want to stay sober. Sobriety is the most important thing to me. And I... Um, Check in with myself if I have days that I seem real uh, hyper or anxious. It usually means I haven't been surrendering some stuff and I haven't accepted some things about myself and about other people. Um, and I have another example about acceptance. Um, my church had a program that we were supposed to, uh, it's called Operation Christmas Child, and we were supposed to do shoe boxes of gifts for children that are in, in third world countries. And they were going to be picked up on the 20th of November. Well, we had a doozy of a snowstorm that day and I, and I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there to drop off the shoe box. And at first I felt real guilty about it because there's, I, I'm concerned about these children that might not have anything else for Christmas. But, um, I talked to the woman who was in charge and we worked something out that I'm going to save it for next year. And hopefully we won't have a snowstorm, but I'll be prepared <laughs> for that, that I'll, I'll be able to accept the fact that things don't always go as I want them to go. And I want to talk a little bit um, more about another subject. I'd like to talk about gratitude. And um, gratitude was something I had a real hard time getting the concept for. I came into the program, I was very pessimistic. And I um, didn't think things were going to go any better when I first came in. And that's not true. They have gone a lot better. Um, I try to find the positive in every situation. For example, when it rains here, I think that I'm thankful for the fact that it's not snowing or we don't have ice. Try to find a positive in that. Um, I try to find a positive at work if things go a little crazy. Last night was a little crazy at one time, one point, but I um, just took some big breaths and I prayed and things calmed down. And I'm very grateful that I have my tools that I can do that, that I can say I'm going to calm down and, and be grateful for something today. There's always some things to be grateful for. I uh, keep a journal. I have a regular journal and I have a gratitude journal. And um, I try to write about gratitude on a daily basis. That helps me to stay sober. And it helps me to remind, remind myself if things are good. Like in my house, I'm grateful my furnace works. This is winter weather's coming up here, so it's important that you have a furnace that works. Um, 
I'm grateful that I am an SA. I didn't want to say that for years. I used to think people who qualified that way were crazy. But now I understand why they say it. I'm grateful that I've met all the people I've met over the years and I will meet in the future. I work in this program. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I've been able to go to a bunch of conventions and meet people from different countries. I haven't done that recently, but I have in the past. Um, I'm grateful for my sponsor. My sponsor um, knows me pretty well at this point. And my sponsor um, is able to get right to the root of something that's going on sometimes. Like one conversation we had, he said, you have a real resentment about fill in the blank. And I wasn't, I wasn't there yet with it, but I prayed about it. And I realized that that was the case. I did have a resentment towards a certain person. And I started praying for that person. And I'm grateful that, that my sponsor uh, listens to me and cares about me and works a good program. So I know that what he's saying is, is things that are going to be helpful to me. I'm uh, grateful for my higher power. I, um, at this point in my recovery, I couldn't get through a day without praying to my higher power for help with what comes along because life has all kinds of uh, things that can happen that, that weren't planned, that you can get up one day and think this is going to happen and what happens is something totally different and you have to be grateful for the difference even though I think you have to be grateful for the difference, even though it was something that I can't control. Um, I'm very grateful for all my sponsees I've had over the years. That's been real helpful for my recovery too. Uh, when we talk, sometimes I hear things that um, can help me too, that I didn't even know was going on, but could help me too. And so that, I'm very grateful for them. And I learn things from my sponsees too. Like I learned how to do this call today because <laughs> I'm not good with technology. But um, I wanted to grow and to learn, so here I am. And um, I'm grateful that I was asked. I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for all the years I've known Nancy. Known her for a long time. I don't remember how many years, but a long time. And uh, I'm grateful that uh, we have the program, that we have SA, that Rory risked starting a program many years ago. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for our literature. I like all our literature. The new literature I really have been getting a lot of help from recently is The Real Connection. I really like that book. And I read uh, reading from that every day. And that's, that's a real good connection for me. And um, I think that's all I have to say. And so with that, I pass. Uh, thank you. Look, uh, thank you, Peg, for your share. It was really, really interesting. Uh, I have uh, something that I could relate to, and I think I have a question about it, too. It was about the cats, about you said you have five cats and that you really have to 
program. Uh, Breaking up, Natalie. Them to learn to accept, uh, you know, that they, they are what they are. Oh, really? Okay. Nothing, nothing I have to do about it. Thank you. But you were, you were audible again, uh, Natalie, if you want to continue. I think she's in the train. Okay, I, I will try without uh, without a video. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm in a train station, yes. Um, so <laughs> what I wanted to ask was, I have a cat with an attitude and he only comes to me uh, to hug when he wants love. And it's not whenever I want that or whenever I like it. And I always have something like, you give me a hug now because I need love. And I realize this is lust. It's not sexual lust. It's romantic lust or whatever lust. So I just, what do you do about that? Because I give it to God uh, and I realize that this is lusting. But uh, I don't know. I don't like it, but I don't have to like it. I have to accept it. Uh, but I think this is my question. Thank you. And thank you that I could relate to that. I've never heard somebody say something like that. So thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Um, I have to, <clears throat> excuse me, I have to accept the fact that my cats have their personalities and lust to me is wanting anything I can't have right now. So sometimes that's with wanting one of the cats to cuddle with me. They just don't want anything to do with it. But then I can be trying to journal and don't knock the pen or try to knock the pen out of my hand. So they want attention when they do. So it's just I had to learn to roll with it and keep my sense of humor. <laughs> Thank you, Peg. Shraya, please go ahead. Hi everyone, my name is Shraya and I'm a sexaholic. Um, thank, thank you very much for sharing. It helped me a lot and it came for me at the exact time. I wanted to ask something about surrender. Um, I've been sober for a few years and then I relapsed and by trying to come back, I my sponsor suggested me to stick to an honesty review, to write down every time I'm, not, I'm dishonest. And what I found out is that I'm actually not really surrendering and if I'm looking deep inside myself, I'm finding like my resistance to surrender, but I don't want to surrender. I don't want to put God in. I don't trust him. I want to do it my will, my way. And um, if you have anything to say about that or what uh, from my, your experience can help change the attitude, I would be really grateful to you. Um, I had to pray. I had to pray to want to surrender. I had to be willing to be willing. That didn't happen automatically. It took time. And I think that's true for most people in the program. It takes time to be willing to surrender. Thank you. Thank you, Peg. Denise, please go ahead. I am Denise. I'm a sexaholic. Hi, Peg. Lovely to hear your share. Thanks so much uh, for being there. Um, just a question about how has your lust changed from when you first came in to now? And have you what what ways do you have of surrendering it? You know, when you first came in, what were the actions you took to surrender your lust? You know, practical, you know, and what do you do today to surrender your lust? Or last thing. Oh, uh, when I first came in. Most of the time, I wouldn't admit I was lusting. I had to have somebody else pointed out to me that that's what I was doing. Um, 
what I do now is I pray to surrender my lust in the morning. I pray in the morning to surrender my lust and I thank him at night, my higher power. And if it comes up during the day, I stop and say a silent prayer, help me surrender the lust. And I get kind of like a buzzy feeling if I'm starting to lust. That's just what happens to me. So that helps me know when I need to be surrendering. Thank you. Thank you, Peg. Um, I raised my own hands. So, but if others, please, if others still have questions, don't forget to raise your hand. Uh, Peg, thank you for your share. I've been thinking, I, I, my top plate the last weeks is about surrender and growing deeper in my connection with my higher power in order to, to surrender to the hardships of life and to live on life's terms. Uh, I see that I, I need to grow deeper in my connection with my higher power. And a, a thing that comes up is also, I have difficulty forgiving my father for his insanity when I was young. And do you have anything to say about that, about forgiving people that you had difficulty to forgive or and or growing deeper in your connection with God? Thank you. Um. First of all, I'll say I had a real hard time forgiving my dad. He was my sexual abuse perpetrator. And um, I had to pray about that for years and um, surrender how angry I was. And um, what happened to me was in the last um, probably two years he was alive, I started really praying for him and also my sponsor asked, say to me, do you think he was sexually abused? Do you think that's why he abused you? He was sexually abused. Well, I hadn't really stopped and thought about that. I only thought about that I was angry at him. And I started praying and I started thinking about some things I knew about his life. And I think he was sexually abused. There's some pieces I had to put together. My higher power helped me do that. and. Now um, he's passed on and I've forgiven him. And um, we were able to have uh, healing in our relationship at the end, especially the last few months. And, but it took time. It took time. And I had to be patient with myself as far as letting things process. So hope that helps. Thank you, Peg. And would you, would you also say something on, growing deeper in connection with your higher power, if you want? Okay. Um, I, I think it's important that I pray twice a day. Um, in my journal, I write out prayers about different things that are going on. And I also am just appreciating things more in nature, like a sunset. That I know that God created that sunset. I believe that. And um, also, I'm grateful for some of the awesome people there in my life that God put there, that God placed there, that I didn't know were going to be there a year ago or two years ago. But they're here today, and they're a gift to me, and that's from God, I think. Mm -hmm. so. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome.
Joseph, please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Joseph, and thank you very much, Peck, for your sharing. It was very, I'm great, very grateful for that. And I would like to ask a short question, maybe a little bit different. I'm uh, now at the nine step and talking to the amends. I have one, uh, or I should do one amend uh, connected with one person, my uh, my uh, friend from from uh, from the past and. This person is still a little bit toxic for me, so I would like to ask you, maybe, uh, what type of, what kind of uh, amends I should do, or maybe just how to solve this this situation. Thank you. I don't know if I can solve it, but I can suggest that you pray for the person and. Um, see if the person responds to that in some way or another. Um, if someone's real toxic, I think we have to have boundaries about that. If someone's real toxic, maybe this isn't the time to do the amends with the person. Maybe you can do a letter that you don't send, an unwritten letter. Uh, that's just a suggestion. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Rich, please go ahead. Uh, thank you, Luke, for your service. And uh, thank you, Peg, for, uh, you know, I really appreciated what you were saying. Um, and thank you, thank you, Nancy, and, and, and for people who have told me about this fantastic, uh, fantastic meeting, and I'm glad I could fit it in. Um, I'm actually in my car, as you can tell. And uh, the miracle in my life is that when I was arrested in 1986 for what I was doing in my car, uh, then uh, on uh, August 12th of this year, um, it was expunged. So I'm trying to figure out how to live a new life without a criminal background. But um, it's it's still staying sober one day at a time. That's and then just allowing, you know, doing the next right thing. But um, I, I have a question though. Um, you've been uh, in SA for so long. Uh, one of the people who I, I, I listened to his his uh, his recordings because uh, you know I've never met him uh, was uh, Jess L. And uh, Jess, when we talk about surrender, um, he, he seemed to suggest that um, you know upon the first lost thought, uh, or as soon as we can <laughs> thereafter, um, you know, short repetitive prayers over and over and over again, and then uh, pick up the phone and call someone in SA. And I was just you know, and share. And so I was just wondering, uh, you know, did you know Jess? And and uh, thank you. And uh, and 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 how did um, uh, you know? What do you think about what, what what he said about surrender? Did that ever help you? Okay, um, I know Jess. I met him. I thought he was a wonderful man. I agree with what he has to say about surrender. I think that's real good. I think that's right on target that you need to pray for the person, but you also need to talk to somebody in program to keep the lust from spinning around in your head. So that, but admire Jess a lot. He's a wonderful man. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Peg. Anyone else having a question? Please yeah. raise your hands. Can you hear me? Go ahead, please. 
Oh, thank you. I'm on my phone now. Oh, my gosh. I can't just surrender not having the internet. Um, thank you so much, Peg. Oh, my gosh. I, I really, really appreciate that you have shared the basic tools that we all know that you use every day, having been in this program for a long time that you still use those basic tools. I really appreciate that. Um, I can't even see your face right now, but I so appreciate even in the tone of your voice. Uh, we haven't been together since the 90s. Um, I think 96 was when we met. And your your voice is so different. It's surrendered, I guess is the, the best word I could think of. It's just peaceful and calm. And I wonder if you could describe uh, practically what you do, um, what you mean by the word surrender. Thank you very much. What do I mean? Um, surrender to me means cooperating with my higher power, surrendering traffic, surrendering my lust. Um, sometimes when I watch some of these, um, and one of my patients has a TV on there. And sometimes when I watch one of the game shows that she likes to watch, I have to surrender a lust hit because I get a lust hit from how much money these people are making. And I have to surrender that and say, okay, that's not, that's toxic for you. That's not what's the most important thing in life. Money is not the most important thing. What's the most important thing is my relationships that the, my higher powers put in my life that are healthy. And I'm very grateful for them. And I'm grateful that I've known you for a long time, Nancy. And we keep coming back. We're trudging the road of happy destiny. Thank you. Do you have time for... Um, it sounds like when you say surrender, it's not like a to-do. Like I do this and do this and do. It's like I pray the prayer, and even if I don't understand what the word means, I pray that I surrender, and then God somehow brings that about. Yeah, is that what you're just would be? Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Well, well and the comment about Jeff, you know, well, he would say you could pray as soon as that that thought comes, you could pray, and um. And it might come back again, and he would say, no problem, and I'll just pray some more, pray some more, and it might come back again, no problem. And he would say, my prayer can always outpray what my luster can lust. Yeah, I loved him, too. Yep, Jess was a special guy. Thank you. People with fewer than 30 days can also share, so please raise your hand if you want. As nobody raised their hand, I still have another question. Peg, do you have, how do you surrender? And, and I ask it, of course, because I'm struggling with it at the moment. How do you surrender aging and dying? Oh, wow. Aging and dying. Um, <laughs> I don't think about that too much, and I should be thinking about it somewhat because I'm not getting any younger. Um, I guess I trust that, that, uh, I'm going to be able to cope with any changes that come along as long as I, um, uh, 
rely on my higher power to help me through and ask people for help. I have to ask for help sometimes. I have um, uh, eye surgery coming up. I have cataracts on my eyes. I have eye surgery coming up next month, and I'm going to have to be more dependent on people for a while because there'll be things I can't do. Like I can't lift anything over 10 pounds for a week. So that means I can't work for a week and we don't have sick time. So that means that income's not going to be coming in for eight days, but I need to be able to see better. So my higher power is going to somehow get me through that. And um, I think I have a good support system that'll help me get through that. But that's one of the challenges of getting older is health issues come up. And, um, and as far as dying goes, uh, my thing is what some other people have said, and that is I hope that the thing they say about me is that she stayed sober till the day she died. So with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Peg. Lee, go ahead. You're already unmuted, Lee. Yeah, okay. Uh, hi, Peg. Thanks a lot for what you said. And I just want to... Uh, appreciate the fact that you talked about acceptance and surrender a great deal about, you know, in day-to-day -day things and those surround the first step in the program itself in surrender and beginning uh, recovery. Uh, but I think it's really uh, uh, good to hear the surrender of daily uh, activities, because to me, that means you're actually uh, working the 12th step uh, and practicing the principles in all of your affairs. And I think that it uh, uh, that it's a demonstration of how to do that. And, uh, you know, we sometimes hear it and it just, you know, goes by the wayside. Uh, but that's a real thing. And I think that's what you're talking about. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you. Not a, not a big question. I just think you had a demonstration of what we should be doing and practicing principles of all our affairs. So that's thank all. you. Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Anyone else who still wants to shoot? in figurative sense. Elaine, go ahead. Yes, hi. Hi, Pat, thank you, Peck, thank you. And I wanna ask, um, um, oh gosh, I forgot. <laughs> oh <my> dear. <laughs> fellowship, oh yeah, fellowship. I recently have uh, very happy um, times with some of my fellows. We are going uh, for playing, we have party. <laughs> we do things and, and it might, makes us really happy, I think. It's, it's going to the group, back to the group in the meeting. I would ask you, I have, I have no idea where you live, but are there many uh, uh, women also in your group or when only men what are you doing in, with fellowship? Well, you know, after the meeting, do you have after meeting parties? Do you go to Christmas together when someone is in the hospital? 
is someone noticing it or yeah and then and, and are you celebrating your birthdays with and so just a bit the captain you can talk about this one thank you okay um as far as how many women there are five women that includes me uh when i first came into the program there were six of us and i'm the only one of those original six that's still there um as far as socializing goes we do have anniversary you guys could probably call it a birthday and anniversary we have anniversary parties for the groups and the members if they want an anniversary party on their anniversary we do that and we have cake and we give out chips and um i think we do keep in touch with people as far as what's going on with them we had a gentleman pass on not too long ago that several members of the fellowship went to his funeral and uh but we care about each other i think i look at it as like this is a more healthy family than what i have biologically so with that i guess thank you peg anyone who still wants to ask a question you can also just come in without raising your hand I have another one, uh, I may. Um, I had a, I have a sponsee a long time, and it was lovely to 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 accompany her. She's married now. <laughs> I'm so happy, but she's not coming back to me uh, after a time. She went to a different fellowship as well. Uh, I'm in that too, but she don't come back to me and only say hello, Elaine. How how are you doing? And so you know, once in half a year or so. And some sometimes I've heard. You you know my sponsor I have a lifetime you know so it's it's different isn't it some I, I'm happy that she's going on and and I have space for another newcomer because otherwise I would add and add and add and there's so many sponsors sponsors so my question how many sponsors do you have and uh, how are they when they did the twelve steps and they are you know flying like an eagle. <laughs> Uh, and 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 don't need you perhaps so much. What are you doing uh, with them? Um, I yeah, I have two sponsees, and I uh, and in meetings with both of them. I go to two meetings a week. I go down. I do other programs too, but I do two essay meetings a week, and they're in meetings with me. And we have uh, phone calls that we make on a regular basis to talk in between meetings, and. Um, I think both of them are real committed to staying sober and they're, they struggle like everybody else does, but they keep talking to me even when they don't want to tell me something. I had one of them tell me something this morning that uh, didn't want to tell me, but the person did anyway. And that was good because he got it out to the light. And uh, so that's, how that goes and I I've had sponsors come and go that just kind of happens and I wish them the best whatever happens if they need another sponsor I wish them the best and like you said you make yourself more available to newcomers that come so then I pass thank you thank you thank you
Margot. Hi, <clears throat> I'm Margot. Thank you so much, Peg. I really enjoyed you and you brought back the basics of the program that I heard when I first came in and still here. Um, you've given me a whole new idea of surrender. Um, it's not telling God what to do, like, please remove this thought, please remove this fear and direct my attention to what you would have me be. That's useful. But what what I hear from you is you just I'm just asking God to get my claws out of my character defects and <clears throat> remove my uh, attachment. And then God does the rest. And it seems it's so simple and so clear. And I just wondered if you do, if that's what you're actually saying. <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm saying. That is what I'm saying. I uh, surrender my lust. I surrender uh, frustration, resentment when it comes up as soon as I can after the incident. And I pray and I surrender to God. I surrender the negative thoughts to God and ask them to be replaced with positive thoughts. And uh, I know that um, I have one coworker who can be a real challenge, and I started praying for her. And um, she said something real positive to me yesterday. And I was very surprised, but I thought that's because I've been praying. That's because I've been praying that God brought that change about. And so I'm grateful for that. Mm. Lou, could I ask another question? Go ahead, please. Um, so I help a woman at my church who's legally blind. She's 90 years old. She's very passionate. And you mentioned not wanting to change anyone. And I do pray a lot, <clears throat> but it's hard for me. She, she gets, she's expresses a lot of frustration about a lot of things in society. And, um, it's hard for me to be on the receiving end of that kind of anger over an extended period, like even like a 15 minute drive or something. Um, and I wondered if you have any tools that you could give me or she'll call up and talk to me for like 20 minutes or 25 minutes on the phone about venting basically. Thanks. Um, I think it's great that you're trying to help her. I think that's great, but sometimes we have to set boundaries with people if there if there can be difficult and this lady sounds like she needs prayer and and maybe a support system i don't know if she has one or not but a support system so it wouldn't all just be on you to help her and um i know i have to set boundaries with some of my family members i especially have a real difficult sister-in-law and i have to really pray about her because she will just get extremely negative and um i just i just have to have boundaries with her because it's not it's toxic for me to be around her any amount of time and so i just have to pray for her and let it go so boundaries you mean just not be with her first well you have to decide how much time you want to spend with her, realizing how she is, how much is comfortable for you. And I can't answer that one. 
No, I, I get that. Thank you. Thanks, Meg. Thank you for the question and for the answer. We're getting near the end. Does someone still have a question of Peg? Yurgita, please go ahead. Uh, thank you. Um, this evening, I'm just joined at the very first time. So when I was just, I joined late a little bit, but thank you so much for shares. I really appreciate. And uh, I was a bit apprehensive joining the group, of course. You know, it's the first time, the like, icebreaker for me today. So I was thinking and thinking, so have a quick, maybe I suppose, question at the end and um, about surrendering just the surrounding my pain that I cause to my close people, to my actions. How do you do that on a daily basis? And that's, I suppose, where I am at the moment because uh, there's no way I see the light. Like I see the light at the end of the tunnel, but at the, for now, for me, it's very, very difficult. It's really a challenge for me. Thank you so much for all your shares, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I think that I have to surrender things on a daily basis and I don't always, I'm not always able to do it ahead of time. Some things come up and I think that, um, my work in my program, working the steps, going to meetings and, and taking advice from my, not advice, direction from my sponsor, um, helps me a lot to, um, surrender because I, I can't control anyone else besides me. That's one thing I've really learned in this program. And, and it takes time to work on my character defects for me because I still, still have them. They're still there. And, uh, but I do it one day at a time. With that, I pass. Thank you, Peg. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.